Welcome to Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. Join our host, Jacob Koenig, a partner at Woodbridge International, as he gives you the knowledge to navigate complexities, embrace strategic shifts, and prepare you to sell your business with no regrets. At Woodbridge, we know how to give you the wisdom to achieve your ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Jacob Koenig. All right, welcome to the show. Today, our guest is Zach Montroy. He's the founder and CEO of the Intention Collective. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, excited to have you. And so you can start off, maybe you could share a little bit about the inspiration behind founding the Intention Collective and, and how it addresses the specific challenges entrepreneurs face when trying to break through a growth plateau. Absolutely. So my goal in starting the Intention Collective really was to help entrepreneurs, help business owners. I think leadership can be a lonely place, you know, especially when you want to grow and scale a company. Oftentimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, you started with this great idea, this great product, this great thing. Then all of a sudden you look around and there's a whole bunch of people around you and you're responsible for a company and a team and you want to do something with it. You want to provide good jobs. So really helping them in the areas that maybe there isn't, you know, giftedness or skill set or passion and really help them focus on being a healthy leader, growing a healthy, sustainable team. And uh, from our perspective, we have a lot of expertise on our team in those different areas. And so doing that together, getting sort of in the whirlwind with business owners is just something we're really, really passionate about and love getting to do. And so in your experience, why is it crucial for entrepreneurs to focus on building healthy teams specifically to grow their competitive advantage? I think one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs oftentimes make is going at it alone. And, you know, I get it. We're a small business too. I'm an entrepreneur as well. Oftentimes it's scary, right? There's a lot of fear that can be involved in, do I hire someone? How do I hire someone? Who is going to be the right fit? And so oftentimes we just keep strapping things on to our own backs and we're working 80, 90, 100 hour work weeks. We're not healthy. Uh, we're not holistically healthy, certainly. And there's a lot of consequence to that, not only in our business, but in our personal lives as well. And so I always go back to something I heard Brene Brown say years ago, who you are is how you lead. And if you are going to be a leader, if you're going to lead a healthy company, you have to be inwardly sound. You have to be self-aware. You have to be holistically healthy, principled, you know, live into your integrity as a leader. And so, you know, healthy leadership, I think, is at the core and at the center of a healthy company that can scale and grow for the long haul, not just, you know, the up and to the right growth for a quarter or two, but really for the long haul, creating a healthy and sustainable company. So operationally then, you know, once you've done that work, the internal work and and looked and found sort of optimizing one's own uh, leadership potential, how do you go and find members of the teams and and put them together in a way that's inspiring to them and, uh, and, and sustainable in the long haul? Yeah, and I think that that work of, you know, self-development as a leader is ongoing. It's not, we've not just arrived. (laughs) And I also think as you grow and scale your company and team, there's in in why the word intentionality, I probably overuse that is in our name. 
Because I think, you know, first we have to figure out where where are we going? Where is it that we want to grow this company to? And what is it going to take for us to get there? Right. How do we not only reverse engineer a plan, but who are the people that we need on our team to be able to carry this plan out, that it's not just on my shoulders? So I think as we do that, as we sort of strategically say, here are the seats, here are the you know, here are the sort of the divisions of the company or the areas that we have to be good at. Mm-hmm. How do we then find the right people? I think it really comes down to what is their unique genius? What is the thing that they are most passionate about, most skilled at? Mm-hmm. And by aligning the right people, you know, in the right skill set, the right genius, they're going to bring their their best to work every day. I love that Dan Sullivan principle, hire the right who's and right. let them figure out the how. They're going to be motivated, fulfilled. They're going to find joy, energy in their work. You get the right people on the team. They figure out how that gets done within the context of the larger vision of where we're trying to grow and go as a company. That's great. And and we at Woodbridge, we like to use what is known as the predictive index, the PI. It's a, a I love the PI tool. Yeah. Is that is that one that you've used? What else uh, do you like to, to look at? Yeah, predictive index is such a great tool. Uh, we love it. We don't use it at Intention Collective, um, mainly just because you know they we use a couple of other tools basically. But we're huge fans of PI. We use Colby. We use you, uh, uh, Working Genius, um, a couple of other assessments. But there's so many great assessments like predictive index, like Colby, out there to really help us think, figure out intrinsically how are we motivated, where. Yeah. Do our skills and abilities lie, and how do we align that with the work that we're doing? And I know many entrepreneurs find it challenging to to get the support they need, right? When they're hitting right. the growth ceiling, and I'm curious to hear how the Intention Collective specifically addresses the factors of loneliness of leadership during those pivotal moments. We do a lot of coaching with leaders. We actually have one of the services that we offer is a retained coaching um, service. So basically. You know, companies will come to us and and this came from us coaching executive teams where, you know, the, the senior leader or senior leaders said, like, this has been great. This has really helped me as a leader grow. Mm-hmm. I wish we could open this up for everyone to be able to talk to someone to help them, you know, sort of from a growth mindset perspective. And so basically we just say you have a number of coaching hours that anyone on your team can use Um, And sometimes that's open to the leadership team. Sometimes that's open to anyone on the team. But I think having a person who is going to coach and challenge um, and encourage you and hold you accountable, we all need that as leaders. And so, you know, if you don't have a coach and or therapist by your side as a leader, I think you're missing out. The best versions of ourselves come from that kind of help in our lives. Yeah. And I think coaching as a leader is also important. And I've, Absolutely. I've once heard, you know, the best way to become a better coach is to receive coaching yourself, right? So Absolutely. Which is, yeah, why I have a coach and therapist, uh, because it's so important to the work that we do. Absolutely. And so I'm curious to hear more also, um, if you could elaborate on some of your non-traditional approaches to accounting and how technology has played a crucial role in your growth, especially in performing 401k audits remotely? Yeah, well, we don't perform 401k audits remotely, but in the work that we do as far as like accounting goes and really kind of helping to make sure the systems that we have are set up correctly, I think it really goes back to 
really making sure from an entrepreneurial standpoint, we're setting up the right business systems to get the results that we want and the results that we need. And so I think making sure we're not overcomplicating things and, you know, part of the work that we do in strategic planning with teams and with companies is really helping to make sure that we are measuring the right things. We're playing a winnable game, but we're keeping score, right? We're making sure that every team, every person on the team has key performance indicators that they understand the the contribution that they make towards the larger vision and also that they have the authority, the autonomy to affect. I'm not just being measured on something that I have no effect towards, but in the book, Four Disciplines of Execution, um, Chris McChesney writes a lot about leading indicators of success. So helping companies and teams figure out what are those leading indicators that then result in the right revenue numbers, the right profitability, the right EBITDA numbers, we want to make sure that we are creating accountability and systems that align us to the the right performance um, metrics along the way. I really like that, you know, and having having those benchmarks along the way, right? To, right. to measure not just the end goal, you know, closing a deal, getting an account signed up, or whatever else it may be, but to also make sure that you're doing the right steps along the way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, then we can have the right conversations too. It's not just we get to the end of the quarter and you know, the revenue number, the sales number, whatever the number is, fill in the blank, isn't in the right place. We've had the conversations weekly, even that we know where things are off, why things are off. And then what are we adjusting? What are we doing to hopefully get those things back in line with where we need them to be? And so, Zach, I know uh, in your experience working with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, you've had a couple of times where you've uh, helped coach people through a, a transition, uh, selling their company. Could you speak to that a little bit? How How is that as a, you know, what is it that you can provide and, and how do you work with a, a business owner as they're going through that? Yeah, that's a great question and, and love the work that you all do in that that space as well. For us, it really is helping them ready, you know, what what's their legacy going to be as an individual or as individuals that are moving on, preparing for a sale, and really helping them get the most out of what they have built along the way. And what we have seen in our work in helping business owners prepare their business for sale or, you know, set up for sale from the beginning is how do we make sure that we are creating sustainability? How do we make sure that we are assembling the right team? Because any buyer that comes in is any buyer who knows what they're doing, who comes in is going to look at the health of the team is going to look at the culture because we know the price of replacing employees is incredibly challenging, um, incredibly challenging on the bottom line. It, you know, I was just reading a Harvard study. They say it's 250% of an annual salary of an individual. Yeah. So making sure that we have a healthy culture, making sure that from a sustainability perspective, right. You know, we have recurring revenue. We have a model that's going to work that is not just reliant on the business owner. And I think that that's such a huge mistake that we see so many business owners make. Everything is on their shoulders and their company's not worth anything because the buyer knows as soon as that person leaves, all the revenue is going with them um, or all the revenue is going to go to their competitors. And so making sure that they're building and building a team that they can, you know, they've shifted responsibility and leadership and ownership to a team of leaders and not just themselves. That really is where they, you, you see the multiples come in on a sale exactly. that make it worth 
stepping out of the business that you've built. Precisely. And it's something we often tell our, our clients early on. It's it's uh, natural to try and show off, you know, this is what I've done mm-hmm. and this is how, what I've built and this is how I uh, do X, Y, and Z and accomplish this. And, you know, a lot of it's maybe from the ego where it's actually much better to step back and show the company's running without me. That, right. you know, once I've transitioned away that, that this thing can fly to the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not all in me. And I think like you said, Jacob, there's, you have to, that's where humility, I think also comes in as a leader in the courage to be equipping and building into people so that they can lead and step in and carry that mantle of leadership. That's what makes a valuable company. It's also a bit of an emotional roller coaster through the the process of selling a company. Yes, Um, there is. (laughs) Is there any advice that you give to, to business owners as they embark on this journey? I mean, that's where a lot of, yeah, a lot of those coaching relationships come in. It's why we have two clinical therapists on our staff. (laughs) Um, And part of that is like, we do a lot of that, that mental health work with owners, because I mean, the the thing that no one talks about is like, it kind of feels like you're giving this piece of yourself away, right? This thing that you, it's sort of like art artists, right? Like you've created this masterpiece and now you're going to go sell it. Yeah it feels like I'm giving a part of who I am away to somebody else and you are. And right. so there's even a grieving process that you kind of have to work through yeah. and go through. And, you know, we've worked with people up until like the day of sale and then something falls through and then you kind of have to work to pick up the pieces because a lot of people know it now and how do we kind of work through this together? So, you know, I, I think having the right advisors, having the right people on your team and caring for yourself along the way, making sure that you have those things in place and two, that you are setting yourself up for what comes next. Because too many times I've seen the owner sell the business and then they're like, what, what do I do now with my life? And figuring, you know, starting to work on how I'm going to figure that out post-sale is very important. No, I, I completely agree. It's those conversations. It's the people around you who uh, you're able to get that advice from and, and to have those conversations. You know, it's, it's it sounds simple, but it's difficult to actually sit down and, and think about it. Um, right, right. I think that's that's one of the big things that we always emphasize uh, is through this process to make sure that that you've got that support network um, because it is it is a difficult process and it is something that, um, you know, you, you can't do alone. Right. Yeah. And someone who's going to to ask you those questions and challenge you with those questions to figure it out. It critically important to your, I would say, your holistic health after the sale of your business. Exactly. So to, to step back a, a little bit here and, and go back to more more uh, high level points, um, you know, as someone who's passionate about helping leaders expand their impact, I'm curious to hear what qualities you believe are essential for right. effective leadership in, in today's dynamic business environment. Sure. I, there's a great book I came across a few years ago called The Only Leaders Worth Following. And in the book, they really study, it was a research project basically on what does exceptional leadership look like. And interestingly, one of the things that they found in the book was, uh, you know, they, they sort of landed on these 10 attributes of exceptional leaders, but they found that two of those attributes really accounted for about 75% of a leader's success. And they were, uh, being inwardly sound as a leader and being others focused. So inwardly sound being 
you know, self-aware, having emotional intelligence, being principled, being emotionally mature and others focused, being really concerned about the well-being of others and, you know, working to develop and train other people. And they found that those were who leaders were and what leaders did were the other attributes. The other eight attributes really fell into like, what did did the leader do? They pursued vision, they equipped people, but who they were was that they were inwardly sound and that they were others focused. And so I think, you know, in the, the world of leadership, the dynamic, you know, place that we're kind of the crazy world that we're all living in right now, who we are is how we lead and making sure that we're working on this idea of continuous improvement and growth as a leader. And, you know, that we're here to serve others, to serve our clients, I think is an incredibly important aspect of um, how we show up every day as leaders. Beautiful. I think that's really well put. Um, And that, that actually is all I had planned to, uh, to ask you here today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners? Well, yeah, if if we can be of any help, obviously reach out intentioncollective.co is our website and follow us on LinkedIn. We have a lot of free resources that we give away there and uh, things that we write about, but yeah, if this is if this is a trajectory of you know that you're going on and, and need help in, we're happy to help and and talk with anyone. Zach Montroy, Intention Collective. We've got all the information here in uh, in the comments and the uh, description below. So really appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Jacob. It was great to be with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Secrets to Selling Your Business the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and their insights. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.